Hey everybody, I'm Josh Harvey, and you're listening to the first ever episode of Home Cooking, a Minnesota sports podcast. It's a podcast that nobody asked for, nobody wanted. It's just another podcast with a white guy with a mic, just doing his thing. Um, you know, no sign on right now, but hoping for some intro music soon. My brother said he's going to record something for us, so right now we're just doing a bit of a cold open and uh, introducing the podcast. You might have heard an old podcast, Land of 10,000 Takes. We've done a little bit of a rebrand, one with me and me and Grady. Maybe you've listened to it before. Uh, if you're one of our two listeners, welcome back. We're doing something a little new, something a little different. So we're going with the name Home Cooking. So you're thinking, why Home Cooking? That's a really weird name for a sports podcast. People are going to think that you're a cooking podcast. Uh, so I know that. I get that, that it's a weird name, but... You know, we're only going to have a few listeners anyway, so who cares? Um, uh, I named it that because my grandpa used to say if the refs are, you know, calling a game for the home team, making some calls that are favoring the home team, uh, that was home cooking. So he would say, you know, if the the Wolves were on the road against the Lakers, Lakers are getting all the calls. He's like, oh, well, that's just some home cooking going on right now. Uh, and I always thought that that was a... A funny way to say it, a good phrase, and um, I really love my grandpa so much, and he's a reason that I am uh, such a big Minnesota sports fan, and he loved loved Minnesota sports, especially the Timberwolves. Uh, every single time I would go over to visit my grandpa, we'd break down the entire Timberwolves roster, um, you know, who did we like, who didn't we like, who's going to be traded, who's going to stay. Um, who could we sign, who's going to go, what did Trent Tucker and Sinekin say Saturday morning, what did I see on Twitter that he wanted to hear about, Uh, and it was always just so fun to connect with him about the Timberwolves, go over on a Sunday, watch a Vikings game. Um, So he means so much to me that I wanted to name it uh, after him, Uh, and also my dad who took me to so many Timberwolves games uh, me, my dad, and grandpa and brother would go to Mankato for the Vikings training camps. Uh, we'd go to Flip Saunders and the Timberwolves little basketball camps. Um, you know, my dad would take me so early to these Timberwolves games just to watch the players warm up, try to get autographs, things like that. So many great memories um, with these men who I wanted to just name the podcast after and just kind of uh, honor how I became such a big sports fan. Um, So this is for my grandpa and my dad. So in order to to really honor my grandpa, I guess we would start off with talking a little bit about the Timberwolves. Timberwolves open tomorrow. When I'm recording this, this is the NBA opening day. Uh, Really exciting day, uh, even though we haven't been without NBA for, for too long. Um, but we have not had the Timberwolves for a really, really long time, uh, which, you know, is good and a bad thing because, you know, Timberwolves sometimes break our hearts. So maybe it was nice to have a little bit of a break from them, but we're all really excited to have the Wolves back. Uh, there's a lot of people that are really excited. I can see it on social media, you know, um, just kind of around the league to see what's going to happen with this Timberwolves team. And, um, a lot of, varied opinions on what we've done 
this offseason. So let me just do a little quick offseason review of what we did. Now, I think our biggest assets going into the offseason were that number one pick and James Johnson's expiring contract. That number one pick, of course, we turned it into Anthony Edwards. Um, you know, I speculated a lot before, if you listen to the draft preview, of, of trading down from that number one pick. And I'm just going to have to trust that Rosas didn't have really a good deal to, to trade down at all. There was nothing below us, you know, maybe trading back to three with Charlotte. Um I don't know. I'm not sure what kind of package they would have put together to make us want to trade down. And you really have to like all three prospects if you're going to do that. If you're going to trade down, there's got to be some guy that you want to get back um, in the back end of the draft. Or, you know, even if we're trading down to three or to six or whatever it would have been. Um, and we must not have liked anybody like that. So if we're going to take somebody, Anthony Edwards, I think is that kind of home run swing kind of thinking if something happens with Towns, if something happens with D'Lo, that we are already kind of set up for another era of Timberwolves basketball if something happens and Anthony Edwards can be that kind of safety valve. Of course, we turned James Johnson's expiring contract into into Ricky Rubio, um, who is beloved in the Minnesota community. I've always been a little harsher on him just because I wanted to be contrarian to a lot of people that just love Rubio. I mean, his shooting... Uh, has improved since his time, uh, mainly with the Wolves. Obviously, he's a veteran. He's a leader now. I like him more this time around. I like a veteran, Ricky Rubio, who's savvy, who's going to play defense, who is going to be the leader of the team, as opposed to core main piece Ricky Rubio, which he was before. I mean, he was going to be one of your top three players. And, of course, we never even came close to the playoffs with him around. But I like him more as that kind of backup point guard who will also likely be in some situations where he ends the game with, you know, D-Lo, Cat, um, you know, combo. So I think that having him on this roster really uh, really is my favorite form of, of Rubio, and I think he can be helpful with what we have. Um, we also have those bird rights, which is important when you don't have any cap room. Um, there's so many people that were just like, well, why didn't the Wolves address the power forward position? Why didn't we go out and get somebody? The thing about free agency especially is that people need to come to you. <laughs> and in Minnesota, people don't want to come to Minnesota a lot, usually because we're not real well run. It's not obviously an appealing market. It's not appealing weather. Um, you usually only come if we're going to overpay you and you're going to get a big role. Um, with this roster, there's a lot of rolls up for grabs, so it's not like anybody that we could have went out and got is just getting a big slice of the pie. Um, so I like that we use the bird rights to keep Malik Beasley, even keep Hernan Gomez, even though I'm not very high on him. But we needed to keep those assets around, and definitely two pieces. I think Malik Beasley can stick around for a little bit, and Hernan Gomez uh, could definitely be used in a trade at some point. But we need to keep those players, retain them, um, because, again, we're not going to bring in the free agents. So I actually saw a tweet today by, like, Bobby Marks that was said, you know, our, our team is mostly built through trades. We're, like, the second most uh, built-through trade team. I don't even know how to say it. Um, in the league. And, like, the least amount of 
our team is built through free agency, which I think that scenario is going to work. We're going to need to be a team that's like creative. We need to wheel and deal. We need to try to take assets and take uh, take assets and bring a couple together and, and get more. So I kind of agree with that kind of process. Um, definitely a very young team still. A lot of our main pieces are in their in their mid 20s but that is you know your prime and I think that's why a lot of people are excited because even though we're a young team it's not like we're gonna just draft Anthony Edwards and now uh, unlike the the Wiggins years when we drafted Wiggins number one and we just handed him the ball and said here's your team Um, doesn't matter wins and losses don't matter our main thing is your development we want you to be the guy that's not the situation Anthony Edwards is coming into it's young guys that should be able to compete um, and that have been around for a little bit and are kind of hungry for uh, a playoff appearance. All right, I want to talk about three things that I'm looking for this season. All right, number one has to be that Towns D Low combo. I think obviously everything this season just relies on Towns and Russell being really, really good, especially offensively. I look at what happened with Jamal Murray and uh, Jokic in the playoffs last year for Denver and that two-man game that they had and how um, incredible it was down the stretches of big games and how in the past um, the Wolves have played well for for three quarters and then just totally fallen apart in the fourth quarter and how that might change if we just rely heavily on a D-low-cat combo at the end of the game. Um, I think that if we can build a lead, it's going to be easier to maintain because offensively, those we can just rely on those two at the end of the game. Um, and if they come through, that should lead to more wins for us. Now that Jamal Murray and Jokic, they had to be really, really good in the playoffs for that to work. So I'm hoping that you know, a D-Lo cat, pick and roll, two-man game um, with Russell, the ball in his hands, him making the decisions. I think that's going to be huge for him. He's never played with somebody like Towns. He's never played with any teammates like he's had before. Uh, he's been on bad team after bad team, bad situation after bad situation. So I think we better watch out for D-Lo today uh, I, in, in this first game in this whole season because I think he's going to turn some heads. I think he's going to come out. And he's going to be um, flamethrowing. You, know, you could see it a little bit in the preseason, but I think he was just kind of saving it for this regular season. I think he's going to come out. I think he's going to play really well. I think he's really underrated. There was uh, that ESPN player rank. He dropped, you know, like the second most spots out of anybody in the league. Uh, I think that the league has just kind of turned on him after, you know, he was he had an all-star game appearance for the Nets some people felt like that was like an empty all-star game appearance you know he doesn't have very good teammates they do they do okay he goes to Golden State he's got no teammates literally their entire you know core is is hurt most of the time it's just him and Jordan Poole out there I mean what did you expect was going to happen that he was going to you know save this team he actually I think kept them a little bit bit relevant just him being there so I think we better watch out for him this year. Obviously, the town situation, um, 
you, f- you really feel for the guy when he's, he's, he's been going through so much and who knows how he's going to respond to what's coming out here. Um, but I hope that he can, he can find some peace and be able to play basketball and, and be able to really contribute on this team like he can because he's just one of my favorite players. I th- I'm always a Towns defender. Um, his game is incredible. And he's finally in a situation where we've put pieces around him to suit him. And I just really hope that he's able to take advantage of it. Um, so that's number one. Number two is Jarrett Culver. Now this is becoming less of a hot take uh, after the preseason, but before the preseason, he was kind of my most interesting player on the Wolves. I was really looking to see what he was going to do. Would that new bulk help his finishing? Would he be able to be a more reliable defender? Um, Would we use him in ways that he could be successful? And it seemed like in his limited time in the preseason, he was able to do those things. We were able to see it seemed an improved shot, uh, in a little bit of improved form. I think that he'll have a better uh, three-point percentage this time around, be a little more reliable, uh, which is he's not a reluctant shooter. Uh, I think that he was, in his in his rookie season, if he had an open shot, he was going to take it, and that's a good thing, that we don't want a shooter to lose confidence. We want them to be uh, able to go out onto the floor, have the ball in their hand, and when they're open, take that shot, not four shots. It never, it, it rarely seemed like he forced shots. He did sometimes. He's a rookie. Um, but he'll have some open shots on this team, and he's just got to be confident in taking those. I also wanted to see him as a playmaker, right, because we have D'Lo, we have Rubio, but there's definitely a big uh, question mark as to who's going to be a playmaker after that. Um, it definitely could be Jarrett Culver. He did a lot of that in Texas Tech coming off of pick and rolls. He actually handled um, pick and roll situations a lot when he was in college. And I think that we can use him in those situations as a, as a third ball handler, as somebody, if, if D'Lo goes down, if Rubio goes down, that I think we should put the ball in his hands and, and trust him to make some good decisions. He's a, actually a pretty good passer with his length, with his height. It gives him good vision. And I think that he could make good decisions when he has good teammates around him. And I mean, the final thing with him is is the defense, and the defense looked really good um, in the preseason. The defense looked really good. And if he can keep that up, I just don't see how he can stay off the floor. I'm a little worried that he's going to have limited minutes when he should be someone that we're really trying to build up. Uh, Josh Akogi, I think that he is a better player than Josh Akogi. I do like Akogi, but... I think that Culver just brings more to the table. He's more versatile. Um, Again, I kind of want to see, I need to see more of Culver to see if he's going to be a stronger finisher. There were many times he took it to the basket and just got it slapped away. Um, Wasn't able to play through contact. Didn't really invite contact. Um, I want to see him go to the basket hard. I want to see him get some more free throws. He was a reluctant free throw shooter. Um, his first year. So even though he took a lot of uh, threes confidently, when he'd get to the free throw line, he wasn't doing that well, but but shot it much better this preseason, which is an encouraging sign. And I just hope that he's going to be good. I, I think that his stock is rising. I'm hoping that Saunders gives him opportunities to cultivate that rise, not to limit his minutes 
and hurt his confidence because I think that he's going to be a piece that we're going to need to be successful in the future. I mean, we're talking about a number six pick in the draft, um, somebody that was really highly actually uh, really highly talented at a, at a college, uh, improved a lot from his freshman to sophomore year in college. So I think he's got a work ethic of improvement, and I think that he's going to improve a lot from his rookie to his sophomore year in the NBA, and I really hope to see him out on the floor and him making positive contributions. Okay, a final thing that I'm looking for for the Wolves is what happens if this goes south? What happens if we have a rocky start? What happens if we're a bottom five team in the league? I know that the expectation is, hey, this isn't our year. Hopefully we're fighting for the playoffs, but let's be honest, um, next year and the years after, are going to be the years that we actually make a push. I know that Rosas is, is making those type of expectations felt. Um, but I think it's going to be really hard for this fan base, for this franchise, to just have another season with a Towns in his prime, with a D'Lo in his prime, to really, really struggle at that big of a level. So I'm interested to see what happens. If things go badly, what's going to happen with... Saunders, um, are we going to be more willing to make moves? I mean, there's, there's unfortunately, a, 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 a scenario where, where this could not go well, um, where we're talking about just kind of like a really crazy COVID season that we're about to have, where I don't know, um, we haven't had much time together to form as a team. I mean, we just picked Anthony Edwards, He's going to have to have a role on this team despite no summer league, despite very little practice time. He's very young. Um, He should actually be in his freshman year in college right now. And we have to rely on somebody like him. We're going to have to give him minutes. Um, We have new pieces that have barely been together. Um, It's very similar to the Vikings situations. Vikings, you know, limited training camp, very young team. They come out of the gate. They struggle really hard. We're the youngest team in the NBA right now. We have a lot of pieces that haven't played much together. Towns hasn't played with many of these guys very much at all, okay? Um, And Rubio hasn't played with them for a couple years now. So it's nice to have some familiarity, but there's a lot of guys that are going to be learning how to play with each other a lot, Um, which means we're going to have to rely on, you know, Towns and D'Lo even more to be really good before this team really starts to match. I feel like we could see this team struggle a lot at first and um, ideally build as the season goes along and show those flashes hopefully early on and something clicks, connects, and we go on some winning streaks um, as opposed to the losing streaks we've been on like last season. So it's interesting to see who knows it's just a really weird time. We haven't played. We haven't seen a Timberwolves regular season game since March. And who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? This could be just like a really, really weird season. Um, obviously, with COVID, no fans. Who knows how we're going to respond? Um, but there's definitely excitement there. There's reasons to be excited. I think. I think we have a really talented team. We have um, a lot of pieces that. Could potentially that could potentially help us get to the playoffs 
I think Saunders has a really tough task of trying to figure out which combinations of things are going to help us get to the playoffs, help us be a winning team. Um, because there's going to be some guys, like I said, there's like a kind of a, an Akogi Culver mix. Uh, we got Hernan Gomez and Nas Reed and Lehman and Ed Davis. We got to figure out how to like make an actual rotation instead of like maybe some guy gets 10 minutes this night, no minutes the next night. I feel like that's kind of tough on these guys. Um, he's got a really tough tough job ahead of him. Uh, but, but that talent is there, which was lacking last year to a big extent. And this year I don't think it's lacking as much. Now can we get that cohesion, play good enough defense to actually give us a shot to be you know closer to 500? I think 500 would be the great goal to have I'm sure our over-under is, is you know I think our over-under is like 29 and a half um, but I think this team is talented enough to be hovering around 500 and if we just play just good enough defense and that's their thing there it's just like just play good enough they could be uh, fighting for you know it's it's different this year so we could get that 10 seed um, but we want to be in the mix at the end of the season we want meaningful games our franchise needs that our fan base needs that especially with you know this year that we've gone through i'm excited to watch the wolves on tv uh and just see what's going to happen with this team and i hope you are too so thanks for listening first ever episode home cooking is done it's a quick one uh mainly did this one because i wanted to talk about the wolves i did an nba preview pod with my friend john uh, it's an hour just about the NBA, not really about Wolves, so I wanted to record a little something about the Wolves to send out to you. And I just wanted to talk about them a little bit because uh, I didn't get to talk about them in that pod. So you can go and listen to me and John talk about the NBA for you know an hour if you want. Skip around there, get some good stuff. Um, hope that you all have a good holiday, and thanks for listening.